What is going on? Uh, the Media Captain Podcast back at it again. We had a little two-week hiatus, but Jason Parks here. Stephanie Parks, episode number five. Number five. I feel like that. that's like a mini milestone, huh? Yeah, it is. Okay. Congratulations to us. Yeah, pat, pat on the back, Steph. <laughs> um, all right, so this episode is going to be awesome. We are going to talk about... I just had a phone call. I did a consult um, yesterday, and it was talking about uh, growing a business, obviously, which is important to anybody that's probably listening to this because they either want to grow their own business or they want to grow the business that you know they're marketing for. And um, you know, he was uh, the, the the guy I was talking to was wanting to know like when is that next step to uh, hire your first employee? It's really hard to know when to take the next step or with employees or just in your business because you know as a as a business owner there's so many things that you need to do all the time and it can get overwhelming to try to tackle everything on your own. There's literally a million moving pieces every single day and and you probably feel like we feel like you could work 24 hours a day and that wouldn't be enough. Um, so it's natural to think about hiring an employee, but when do you actually take that step? So that's what we're going to get into today. And, and you know, I don't want to, I'm not trying to say serve as like a, a business coach here. The, the purpose of this podcast today is when to hire your first employee and how to utilize digital marketing to take that step. So really what we're going to dive into is uh, not so much like when's the, the right time, but somewhat, but more so how to utilize Google. Um, not, to, not to help you take that first step, but how to utilize digital marketing so that you don't have to hire somebody so, quite so, well, as quickly. Yeah, so you can grow your business, grow revenue, and then hire you know your potential first employee. Um, so let me give you the scenario just of uh, the, the guy who I was talking to yesterday. Um, you know, he said he, he said he wanted to hire his first. You know, he wanted to hire a first employee. That was his goal. And I asked him, "Well, how much money are you making per month?" Um, and he replied, "Under ten thousand dollars." Okay, great. There's a big difference between nine thousand nine hundred ninety dollars and four thousand dollars. So I dug into it a little bit more. He said a big client just dropped off from him. So it, you know, he was doing around eight thousand. Then he was at four thousand dollars in revenue per month. Well, I mean, I had to, you know, give him the cold hard facts of saying you're nowhere close to hiring your first employee. I mean, any first employee is going to be looking for over $40,000 minimum. So like at that point, well, you're just about making 60. And if you're running a business, that's not including expenses. So I was explaining to him that like you need to work on getting to the purpose of the call yesterday was how to utilize Google to rank organically to drive new business. So he could get to the point where he was at 15 $20,000 in revenue, and then that would be the right point for him based off of his business objectives and his profit margin, you know, to uh, to hire that first employee. And it's really easy to want to take that leap and to take that jump just so you can get some help because in your mind, you're probably thinking if, you know, I have somebody who's freeing up some of my time, I have more time to grow my business in other ways. But if you're spending this money that really you don't have, that could put you under before you even get started. So there's really a fine line between, you know, taking that first step and being ready to do it and taking that first step and, and you know, it could be a big problem for you. Well, and, and not only that, I'm, I'm very passionate about this, about this topic because you have to look yourself in the mirror first and foremost and ask yourself and analyze your schedule. Okay. Are you watching, uh, you know, 80 hockey or basketball games a year? Are you um, on the weekend 
going out with your friends, doing things with, you know, let's say your family that takes up a lot of time, you need to analyze your schedule and see how much free time there is for you to be able to continue working. Because you know what? There's a lot of time in the day. There's a lot of time on the weekend, whether it's on the evening, whether it's from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. On the, on the weekend. There's a lot of time where you can do stuff that's going to, uh, A, be more effective than hiring another employee, and B, it's going to save you, you know, a shit ton of money because you're not having to pay another salary there. People waste a lot of time, and, and that's what you should be evaluating first. Um, just cutting out the garbage from your day and... Sure, if you want to watch a TV show or you want to go to the gym or you want to do something. Actually, our mom gave me great advice because there was there was a, a span where I was literally working from 6 in the morning until 11 at night nonstop. And she was like, Stephanie, you need to give yourself one hour a day to just do something for yourself that you need to do. Otherwise, you're going to get burnt out and drive yourself crazy. So we're not saying, and, and that was great advice, and I started doing that. And we're not saying that you should be working 24 hours a day. Well, maybe Jason's saying that, but... Um, 25. <laughs> we're not saying that you should be working 24 hours a day, but a lot of people think that they're working so hard, working all the time, when really, you know, there's there's a lot of other stuff in there that they can cut out to make themselves more more efficient. So, and look, everybody has a different life. Like, for me right now, I don't have any kids. You know, uh, I, I just recently got engaged, and so, like... You know, and, and, yeah. and you know what, like my fiance, she's awesome. She like, she's a hard worker also. She doesn't care if I'm like in the evenings or, you know, on the early morning of the weekend when if she might be sleeping, if I'm working, like that's cool with her. But everybody's situation is, is different. So, you know what, if you don't have any time on your hands and you're just tied up, whether it's with work or family, then maybe hiring an employee is a good move for you. But the first thing you got to do is you got to look in the mirror and you got to see what is kind of the BS in terms of your schedule that's not being, um, that's just not being utilized properly because uh, there's a lot of time where you can work on things rather than having to hire somebody. Okay. So you've analyzed your schedule. You've, you've, you know, tried to cut out the time. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Just choked. Yeah. Well, before, <laughs> while she is... Well, while Stephanie, well, Jason said he was passionate, well, but can you hear well, the passion over one, here? One other thing while <laughs> Stephanie's recovering from, from death over there. Um, a, another thing is that what people don't realize is it takes a ton of time to train a new person. And most likely they, I mean, like it takes a lot of time, a lot of your energy. You're then, rather than just doing your own work, you're then overseeing them and managing <laughs> them. And people just don't realize like the time that goes into that. So in addition to paying a salary, just upfront, three months is going to go into training them until they're at the point that maybe they're going to start contributing. So there's a big time investment. So, you know, you think, oh, you know what? This is going to be great. Somebody's going to be working for me. I could go out of the office. I could take more time off. Don't expect that in the first year. Don't even expect it in the second year with a new employee. Normally, you know, after, um, from everything at least I've seen with the agency side is when people are with us for a year and a half to two years, that's really when they start being very profit, you know, they start being profitable for the business and really like contributing on a maximum level. But, uh, you know, there's just a lot of time and training and there's, you know, time is money. So. Okay. So you're, you're, you're okay. I'm okay. You're, I'm, I'm back from back. the dead. Okay. Um, let's talk about what you can do now. If you're not quite ready to hire an employee, maybe you are, but before you take that leap in both time and money invested in, in this new person, let's talk about some things that you should try first on the digital marketing side to get things moving yourself without having to take that step. 
And before we in like before we dive into that, can we just talk real quick about the media captain and how we? Yeah, it? let's do it. Okay, so I've always said that our best sales rep on the media captain has always been a guy by the name of Google. Is that sexist? Saying I that thought you were going to say Jason Parks. No, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's Google. Google is our best sales rep. Okay, because we rank on the first page of Google, we are able to get leads coming into our agency daily okay and sometimes they're you know subpar other times it could be a, a fortune 500 company that finds us by searching for columbus seo company or columbus social media company the key here is these leads are coming in without spending a, penny, a dime a penny because we've earned that and if you go back to podcast one um, where we talk about like how to build an SEO strategy, that's going to be uh, you know a great learning lesson for you in terms of like how to do that, and we'll go into that a little bit today. But the main thing is that Google is your best sales rep. Not only have we gotten you know that's where the majority of our business comes from, but also um, you know on the Google side of things, we also have gotten our best PR from that. Channel Ten, ABC Six, like they've done stories. They found us by literally doing. A Google search. So, you know, when, before you think about hiring that first employee, your mindset should be how can I rank organically towards the top of Google in my industry so that leads will be coming into me? I can close more business, I can do more work, I can grow revenue, and then hire that employee. And if, if you haven't started working on your SEO yet, you need to start immediately. Hopefully, that's something that you've already gotten into a little bit, but if not, get into it now. That is the very first thing that you should be doing before you think about doing anything else for your business. Figure out your SEO strategy and, and get moving on that because it takes time, it takes patience, but keep doing it and keep doing it persistently because like Jason said, Google is going to be your number one sales rep. Now, the media captain is is seven years old and, and the media captain is seeing these leads come in on a daily basis. Durham Warehouse is a much newer company. It's less than a year old. And, and Durham Warehouse is, you know, the e-commerce um, skincare site that, that Stephanie and I started with our, with our family. So this is a completely different business. It's a much younger business. And right now, you know, we've already been working on our SEO strategy for, for almost two years, a year before we launched and now almost a year since we launched. And we are just, just, just starting to see some of our products and some things rank organically, but still for us, even after two years of very hard work, we're not quite seeing those organic results yet, but we know that we have to keep pushing and keep working at it because there's going to come a day when that is going to be the number one driver of, of sales for our, our website. Yeah, so right now our organic sales for Durham Warehouse are, it's about 10 to 12% of our, of our online sales come from organic. Um, but we know when we when we started this process, you know, to not not yet two years ago, so coming up on two years, but we knew that it was going to be around the two and a half to three year point based off of the competitiveness of this industry. You know, we're going up against major e-commerce players here, so we know it, was, it would be a three year play before we really started to reap the benefits. So in twenty <laughs> in twenty eighteen, we do expect to have, uh, you know, rather than ten to twelve percent of organic orders, for that to be around twenty five to thirty percent. Um, and obviously, you know, I know I keep on hitting on this, but organic is going to yield the best profit margin um, for your business. So, uh, in, in in going back, so you have a business, okay? Let's say you're doing. Um, five to ten thousand dollars a year. You haven't hired that that next. Uh, sorry, five to ten thousand dollars <laughs> a month, and you haven't really 
uh, being able to hire that next employee. The first thing you should do from an SEO standpoint, because Stephanie's like, if you haven't started, like start now. Well, how exactly do you get started? Yeah, we hit on it in podcast one. Go to do a Google search for Moz Open Site Explorer and put your website in there. Okay, and you're gonna get uh, a result that's called a domain authority. Uh, my guess is if um, your website's fairly new, it's gonna be pretty low, um, but that's gonna give you a score on a scale of one to 100. One uh, is the lowest, 100 is the highest. Yeah, one's, the, one's the, the worst, 100's the best. Everybody gets their score and they're like, oh my God, a 14, like I suck, you know, but no, actually for a local business, if you're in the 20s, that's really good. For an e-commerce company, once you get to the 30s, you know, you become dangerous. Uh, so for the media captain right now, we have a domain authority of 42. And then what you can do is you can start putting your competitors into OpenSite Explorer, seeing where you stack up versus competitors. You can do that right from the get-go. That way you have a, a good benchmark of, of where you stand and where you need to be compared to them. Exactly. And so then you put, you know, you, so now you might be saying, well, like, what the hell is a domain authority? You know, that's the power of your website in the eyes of Google. Moz, which is a great SEO reporting software, you know, they have this metric. It's pretty much all graded based off of backlinks. All that Stephanie just hit on, like, you know, what backlinks are and the importance of backlinks from, from an SEO perspective. Oh, yeah. Just, just a quick hit on backlinks. Um, so basically, what Google takes into consideration the most when it's determining domain authority and when it's determining what rank you're going to be on the site, on Google, most of that is predicated off of backlinks. And when I say backlinks, I mean your uh, other websites that have also high domain authorities mentioning your website and linking back to you. So let's say you are quoted in an article on I don't know, uh, ESPN, which would be amazing. But let's say you're quoted on ESPN. ESPN has a ridiculously high domain authority. Well, for ESPN, let's say that there's a sports, like a famous sports better who's just blown up. His name's RJ Bell, right? He gives like all these sports picks. Um, so if, <laughs> if ESPN.com were to quote RJ Bell and link back to his, you know, whatever, his sports betting tip site, like that's going to be huge for RJ's site because he's getting a backlink from ESPN.com, which has a domain authority of, you know, 98. So that link on ESPN site is going to pretty much give his website more power just because of that link. Now, you want to get links on websites that have high domain authorities. And some things that don't count as backlinks are mentioning your site on Facebook or in an email or even really linking to your site within your blog on your own site. Um, so those things don't really count, and those are some common misconceptions with, with backlinks and with uh, domain authority and SEO. Those things uh, stay away from, but what you want to do is you want to get links back to your site on other sites that have high domain yeah. authority. So, to make a long story short, you know, you want to get backlinks to improve your domain authority. Um, if your domain authority ranks ahead of your competitor, there's a strong likelihood you'll rank above them on Google. Again, go back to episode one if you really want the deep dive on SEO. But then most of you that are listening are probably a local business. And, you know, let's say you're a dentist out in Tempe, Arizona. Well, you need to make sure that your site, your website reflects that. So in the title tag of your site, and take note here, title tag is one of the most important SEO elements, include the major keywords. 
dentist, you know, dentist in Tempe, Arizona uh, within your title tag. Another great tip is doing a Google search. At the bottom of Google, it's going to show. So if you were to just search for, you know, dentist in Tempe, at the bottom of Google, it's going to have other related searches. Well, make sure you include those related searches on your site because those a lot are other good keywords for you uh, to have. Uh, yeah, there, there's other good keywords to add in there. And then also Google wants to see that you're local. So your Google My Business page, you know, that's where um, it has your address and your name and photos. So make sure that A, you've claimed your Google My Business page, you get the postcard in the mail, but then submit, write these down, Abaco, Moz Local, or Yex, those are all local directories that cost around $90 uh, per quarter. That's going to um, uh, submit you to a direct to local directories that's going to help from a local perspective. So backlinks, you want to get relevant backlinks, you want to optimize your site, you want to also optimize it from a local perspective. And if you do all of that, you're going to start seeing your, uh, you know, your rankings increase slowly from the fourth page of Google to the third page of Google, you know, and if you sign up for Moz, you can track all of this in, in real time versus your competitors. But the real thing is like, you gotta be patient. Like when Stephanie and I started this for the media captain, it was 2012, we lost an account. The account that won, we were like, oh, they must like crush it from an SEO perspective. Their website sucked. And so then at that point we were like, you know what, it is our mission to get business by ranking on, on Google. That was 2012. We started reaping the benefits in like 2014, 2015, because we're in the, obviously a very competitive industry because it is SEO and it is digital well, marketing. The sooner you start, the, the sooner the sooner you'll start reaping the benefits and that's the bottom line. And this is something that no matter what you have going on in a day, carve out some time in your day to do something to increase your SEO. Reach out to people, try to get links, Whatever you can do, um, spend spend time every day doing it because it will make a difference. And, and that's you know just being completely transparent. You know, as the owner of a marketing agency, if a client doesn't work out for us, the reason is because they're impatient. Is that they want results in two to three months? And I'm sorry, Google does not work that way. Um, and that's why the media captain has been able to grow into one of the largest shops in Ohio. Is because we get you know we we've been very patient with our SEO strategy. For Durham Warehouse, we're approaching two years and less than 10% of our sales are organic. Most people would give up. We know this is a three to five year play. And come 2020, we're gonna be like dominant in that field because we have the patience, because we have the strategy. So you, you have to you have to see the long game here and you have to keep playing it day in and day out, even though it can be frustrating. But along the way, it is pretty cool when you see quotes, see see yourself quoted in and you know, ESPN.com, or we've been quoted in Women's Health and Cosmopolitan and places like that. So, you know, you get these little tiny tidbits of rewards along the way, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing is that like, you know what, they're, we're talking about it like, oh, get backlinks and optimize your site and whatnot. And I'm not doing this as a sales pitch. I'm just saying is that like, you know, when I first started, like I took a lot of the wrong steps and you got to be careful from an SEO perspective that you're just following the right strategy. Like for Durham Warehouse, now Stephanie runs essentially everything from an SEO perspective, but I was able to coach her in the right direction or what I'd say if you were trying to do that yourself, like who knows? Yeah, what, I, who knows what, what I would have done. What, what route you would have taken on that. So You can't take shortcuts. You, you can't, you have to do it the right way. You have to play the long game and that's that. You have to, you have to do, you know, take all the steps that you're supposed to take. And if you're taking shortcuts and if somebody else tells you that you can take shortcuts, they're lying to you. They're, they're wrong. And, and there's just, I mean, like, like Steph alluded to, there are 
no shortcuts and you have to be patient. But you know what? You like might not, you might be an attorney and you're like a hell of an attorney and like you have just, no, you, you want to grow your business, but you hate PR and you don't like writing blog content. So this isn't meant for everybody. There are going to be some people that are just like, you know what? Um, well, I mean, that's why a lot of people come to us. They just don't have the time in their day to be building these backlinks, to be forging these relationships, to be doing outreach, to be writing article content. So you just got to know your strengths. Um, and I mean, you just, you, you got to be consistent. If you're not consistent at this, you're going to lose. And it's day in, day out, getting links, optimizing your site. Um, and when that happens, so I mean, what happened for us is it was when the media captain started, it was, it was Stephanie and I, you know? Two, two people and then we were able to grow. We'd get a lead come in and it would be, you know, a, a, a nice account. It would be like, oh, in order to staff this, you know, we need to bring somebody else on. And, you know, fast forward um, from seven years and, you know, we, we have 10 people on our team now. I'm not saying that's huge for an agency. It's a nice size though. And, um, you know, obviously there's a lot of bigger companies out there, but um, we've all been able to grow. I, I guess I don't invest money much money into advertising, um, nothing on the radio, nothing on TV, very little Google PPC on the media captain front because it all comes in organically. For Durham Warehouse, we spend a lot of money on advertising because we're trying to build our customer base and then, but that's going to die down once we have uh, once we get the organic. What, what, yeah. But I mean, the media captain we started, Jason and I literally did, did everything. Um, for a long time before an employee came on board. Durham Warehouse, same thing. I mean, we launched a year ago. We have one person who's helping us package things up, but I am literally going to the post office on a daily basis. I am, you know, taking customer service phone calls. I'm doing everything because I would rather do it myself and spend the time than, than give the money to somebody else. I would rather spend my money on Google ads to, to get new customers that I know I'll be able to, to hold on to than, um, than use that money paying for somebody else to do the things that I know that I can do, even if it's going to take me a little longer, even if it's not ideal for me to be doing them. And I think when you're trying to grow a business, well, when Steph, when you're shipping packages and going to the post office and managing AdWords and doing customer service, like there's going to come a point where there are people then underneath you from shipping stuff and you're going to be an expert and right. you're going to be able to manage that. You have, to, you have to know every aspect of your business. You have to get your hands dirty with everything before you can expect somebody else to be able to do it. And, you know, one of the great things with like the media captain is that from we were doing all this SEO, we were doing all, you know, PPC and naturally people were like, oh, well, we'd like for you to build websites. And, you know, we now have two developers on our team. I can't code worth shit, you know, and I don't try and say that I can, but we have two amazing developers on our staff and they're experts. And it's nice when you can then grow your company to hire people where you really don't have, you know, I know from a website, like expectations of deadlines, when it's supposed to be done, uh, you know, the overall look and feel. I'm great at getting content from a client and getting the ball rolling, but it's very rewarding when you're able to grow to the point where you're able to hire these people that are experts in the field and they bring something to the business that you can't offer. But don't rush into it because if you're not, if you're not quite there where you're at the point to hire somebody, you should, there are so well, many things that you should be doing before you are bringing somebody else on to you know, help you run your business. I mean, it's not, it's not rushing. It's like, do you like, do you, you yeah. do, do you have the business coming in? Like for us, it was like, 
oh, hey, there's four website projects that we can bring on. Like, yeah, it's worth it to bring on a full-time developer because that's going to pay for, you know, that's going to pay for the salary. So don't, don't get romantic about like bring, you know, bringing somebody on to make you look bigger or something like that. Like you can build a badass website. And if you do that, like it could make you look like 50 million bucks. Okay. So you don't need to hire people to impress anybody. Or I always, I always wonder what our customers think of Durham Warehouse because it, you know, when you look at the website, it looks like this, this big website and so many people I deal, I deal with me on a daily basis. And I just, I always wonder what they think. Well, that's they what I think it's, you know, that, that's what a good name and good branding and like a professional <laughs> website, it like they have no clue that it's me and you and, you know, one other person helping us with shipping. They probably think it's a you know, a, a giant operation, yeah. but that's the beauty of online marketing is that you can, um, you know, you can convey that. So, so a few steps just to recap a little bit, a few things that you need to do. Number one, you know, look, look yourself in the mirror, take a deep dive into what you're doing on a daily basis. You know, are you, are you really being efficient with your time? What can you cut out? What can you do differently to make, not so that you can work more, but just to make the time that you're working more efficient for you. And, and, and what are you doing? Like, what are you doing to grow your business? You could be working your ass off, but like, you know, push comes to shove, all of the stuff you're doing is nothing on, on the business development side. If you're not focusing on business development, like you're not going to be able to grow your business. So that's another thing of like, you know, yeah, you might be great from an operational standpoint, but you know, that th that's why Google can be so beneficial and whether you do it or whether you hire an agency, you know, or have a friend help you out, you need to put focus onto the digital marketing front because that's going to, that's going to lead to business growth. And, and that's actually one piece of advice Jason gave me pretty early on that I think about almost every day. You know, it's so easy to get bogged down in the, in the little details of your business on a day-to-day -day basis, the things that you need to take care of, the things that you need to get done. But every, he, this is what he said. He said, every day, no matter how much crap you have to do, you need to spend one hour at least find something that you, where you can grow your business. Because if you don't do that, you're just, you're not going to go anywhere. Or, or just, you, you know, it's tough to like every day, oh, what can I come up with? Just something proactive, like whether it works, whether it doesn't work. I've had a million ideas that have just like. Well, if you can't think of something, just focus on, you know, getting backlinks and that's an hour right there. That's always something that you can do. Yeah. And I mean, there's just, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty spectacular what happens when you have a, you know, when you start ranking on, on Google. Um, and you know, the reason I'm not hitting much on social media is cause like if you want to, um, succeed on social media, like you really got to pay for it now and it is at a cheap price point. So maybe that's a good option for you, but like that's, you know, I'm, I'm talking on a shoestring budget, how to grow, um, you know, how to grow your business. And that's why SEO, it just requires your, your time. Well, it also depends a little bit on your business. So, you know, some businesses, yes, the social media play is, is definitely sure. the right play. And, you know, you'd have to really do an analysis of what your business is. But for the most part, I say in general, SEO is the play. Um, and, and social media can take a lot of time with, with not as, Good of, results. good of a result and everybody that's why we kind of love seos because all of the publicity it just it goes towards social media oh social media and we're like seo is this little underdog that just is like a beast at growing businesses so um you know that's why that's that's why we love it well i mean love who, it love it and hate it who care who cares about getting a hundred likes on social media when you can get your name in you know whatever publication and that's to me more well, rewarding well, so the way that you have to think of this let's go back to the dentist example 
What's Jason loves this dentist in Tempe. The dentist in Tempe. Oh my it's gosh. His favorite. I, I've just had to go to the dentist three times in the past <laughs> month to get a crown filled. So I have it, I have it on my mind. Um, imagine a, I'll change it to a lawyer in Tempe. And so for, for an attorney in Tempe, is, are you more likely to get business if somebody goes onto their computer and does a Google search for, you know, uh, personal injury attorney in Tempe? Well, their search intent is pretty high right there that they could turn into a, a lead or a customer or on the, you know, on the other angle of it, on social media, well, if you just have an ad going out to a specific zip code and a demographic, like, yeah, you might get, you know, I don't want to say lucky, you might find somebody that was... Well, on Google, they're searching for you and on social media, you're searching, searching for, for them. You That's have to think about where in the way. funnel, yeah. you know, they are in both places. When somebody is literally typing into Google personal injury lawyer in Tempe while they're looking for something. Sure, Facebook or so any social media, you get ideas planted in your head, but it's it's kind of the reverse role. So, you know, you just have to think about where where in the funnel people are and what their intent is on in both different places. And, and one last thing before we close out here is so like when Stephanie and I started the media captain, we're both in Columbus now and that's where the agency is and we get all of our leads, you know, the high majority of our leads from Columbus because that's where we rank well on Google. But when we started, Stephanie was in Chicago, I was in Columbus. We tried to make it seem like we had a bigger operation than we did and we were like, like, like we had no focus on local, you know, yeah. and the game changer was, is once we were like, okay, Columbus is it. This is where we're going to like be focusing from an SEO perspective. Don't try and make yourself bigger than you are. Like own your local market. Like I don't care if it's Boise, Idaho or New York city, like you need to own the local market and that's what you need to attack from an SEO perspective. I mean, you know, for Durham warehouse, that's e-commerce local plays. You know, for, for e-commerce, it's a little different, so you need a national play. But if you're a B2B business, it's all about um, dominating local. So, and don't focus on, you know, like I'm not focused on Columbus, Cincinnati, Cleveland, like all of those markets right now. Like my focus is on Columbus because Google's smart. If you try and, you know, create a site where you're ranking for 15 different places, they're going to catch on to that. So, you know, keep it, keep it simple. Like we said, don't try to trick Google. Don't try to take any shortcuts or get ahead in ways that you're not supposed to because you will end up getting penalized for it in the in the long run. Absolutely. Well, uh, hopefully you got a lot out of this. I felt like this was a like I felt like this was a good this was a good podcast. A lot of a lot of good energy. We'll know when we listen to it yeah. tomorrow. So um, any questions, uh, shoot us a tweet like at the media captain. You can hit us up there. Um, any uh, if you want to send an, an email with more like you know in-depth questions, info at themediacaptain.com. Uh, do us a favor, spread, you know, if you know anybody that's like in the marketing profession um, or interested in like, you know, entrepreneurship or starting a business, just tell them about this podcast. Um, we've been getting, uh, you know, we, we've been seeing um, viewership increase like week over week for this, but we want to continue to spread the word. So we really appreciate um, you guys listening and uh, would love if you told some others. And hey, even if you don't have questions, but there's a certain topic you want to hear about, shoot us an email or a tweet and, and you know, give us your ideas and recommendations and we can talk about the things that you guys want to hear. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.